You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. That's right. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thanks for joining us. We are brought to you locally by Smiley One and Brian, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling systems. All right, my friend. Daryl, feeling good. It was a great Monday, although the Guardians tried to steal a little bit of noise with Stephen Vote being named the manager of the Guardians, but uh, it was a victory Monday around Northeast Ohio. Chance to celebrate a great win uh, over the Arizona Cardinals, a team that they had not beat in two decades, and throwing their first shutout in 251 games. What was the mood? Um, what was the mood when he left the stadium last night? And then what was the mood of the press conference today? Well, first and foremost, we got to congratulate the Guardians for getting their vote in before Election Day. Good job. There you go. Very, And then they're voting often, so it's the Chicago way. The Chicago way. I, I'm sure that joke has not been made enough yet. Sure. Now that he's uh, the new manager. And also probably – It would have been scary if they did it on the 31st, right? So, <laughs> And also probably not nearly as expensive as Terry Francona was to pay. So, uh, Oh, Daryl, this is not about money. You're not allowed to say that. There's no uh, money involved in this, I, especially the people that were – trying to hammer me on social media when I just said, look, they saved a lot of money and uh, it's part of the deal. But the other point of it is it might not even be the money. They're giving a young manager a chance. I, you know, there are a lot of things that we could talk about, but I'll either save them for the end of the podcast or for the radio show. Well, if they were looking for someone with no managing experience, I should have applied. You should have applied. Probably. I mean, I, I have managed girls softball for the last couple of years. Well, so that's, you're, you know, you're more qualified than I am then. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the rules of fast pitch and uh, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm done. Done doing that. I can tell you that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, you know, I think the mood's okay. Um, you know, there's a lot to feel good about coming off of uh, that uh, 27 to nothing beat down of uh, Arizona. They handled their business. They did what they uh we're supposed to do right, and that was just tar and feather an inferior opponent, which we're really not used to seeing. Uh, the Browns. It do. does say something about the organization, though, Daryl, doesn't it? It yeah. says that. Look, I mean, we used to be the Arizona Cardinals, and I hope that we never go back to that. But I, I know all franchises, except for the Steelers, for some reason, and maybe yeah. the Ravens. Yeah, we'll get never it. go back to that point, and yeah. you know, it, it's kind of nice to be on the other side of one of those games. 
Well, and, and the thing of it is, is too, that they, um, you know, this is a rare instance where things went exactly how they were supposed to go. The Browns were supposed to win this game decisively, and they did. Good for them, right? Defense was fantastic. 58 yards allowed, third fewest in franchise history uh, in a game, uh, you know, uh, seven sacks, three turnovers created. Um, I, I don't think that they're going to do that against the Baltimore Ravens. It would be nice if they would, but I just, I'm being realistic. I don't think that they will, but it was good that they kind of, uh, you know, put as close to a complete game as you can ask for together before they have to go play Baltimore. It sure beats a situation where they barely win the game, right? Or heaven forbid they would have lost the game and then had to play the Ravens and the Steelers uh, back-to-back. But they go into this game feeling good, feeling good about Deshaun Watson uh, because he played relatively well. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't elite, not by any stretch of the imagination, but got to see him show off the arm a little bit. That looked good. Uh, the short intermediary stuff needs a little uh, polishing, but we see that in practice uh, recently. Uh, so that wasn't a surprise to me to see him struggle there. But um, yeah, th- there's a lot to feel good about uh, from a confidence standpoint going into Baltimore, considering what the Ravens did to the Browns earlier this year. Now, granted, a big piece of that was Deshaun Watson was not available, and they basically started Dorian Thompson-Robinson on three hours' notice. So there is that component to it, but um, the Ravens, I think, have ascended the ranks in the AFC right now, Andy, is the team to beat, and we're going to be talking about that quite a bit, uh, not only in this podcast, but in uh, the podcast we record later this week. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Let's go back and talk about Deshaun Watson. I, I I think this was the perfect game for him to have before the Baltimore game because he needed to have a, a confidence building type game. I think yeah. where he was able to to take care of the football, move his football team when he needed to move the football team, get you know let his arm expand a little bit too. I mean, I thought he looked pretty good on the deep balls. I, I thought that he was able to throw those effectively. Yeah. Um, you know, you talked about Amari Cooper after the game saying, you know, or, uh, yeah, I think it was you that said it. Um, that he's he felt like Deshaun was back, that he knew Deshaun had some kind of rhythm yeah. and zip on the ball after the Kareem game. He said the same thing. Kareem Hunt said the same thing after the game. Yeah. Too. Like, just very little doubt uh, because, again, they see stuff that we don't get to see in practice, yeah, obviously, right? I mean, we get, we right. get kicked out when the good stuff is happening, and then we just kind of have to piece and parcel together what everyone says uh, about how the, the practice week has gone. So – um, you know, Kareem Hunt mentioned it. Amari Cooper mentioned it. Uh, Joel Batonio said that the, they they really sensed that uh, you know things were going to be okay. A couple of defensive players too. So, um, you know, this is one of those times where what was said actually matches with what actually happened. But um, I, I still feel like Deshaun has some work to do in the inter- in the intermediate game. Uh, some of the shorter passes. Uh, that were low, right? You know, putting those guys in better position. Now, 
some of that may be by design uh, as to, okay, if you're not going to catch that, no one's going to catch it, right? A defender's not going to jump that route and, and steal it from you. But, um, yeah, I mean, most importantly, besides winning the game, most importantly, no setbacks for Deshaun. He took a couple shots in that game. Let's be honest with me. Yeah, Cooper, he did. He uh, did. Mari Cooper joked about, I, look, I'm telling the dude to slide. Like, get down. Stay out of harm's way. Don't take those hits. Now, Deshaun being the competitor that he is, what's he doing? He's lower in the shoulder. He's not afraid to take those hits. And listen, I'm not going to criticize a guy for showing that he's tough, but you got to sometimes, I am with Amari in the sense that sometimes you got to be smart in showing that toughness too. Um, you know, I someone I think, I think it was Amari, uh, you know, someone said, don't you feel good though that Deshaun took a couple of hits in that game and got up and everything was fine? He's like, Hell no, I don't feel good about that. I don't want him to take any hits in the game. So, but but that being said, you do feel good. He took a couple of shots, uh, was no worse for the wear. Uh, at least that's what we're told. That's what Kevin Stefanski said on Monday. And now uh, all the focus and attention goes from Deshaun Watson's health and the condition of the shoulder and that rotator cuff to now, okay, you're back. What the hell are you going to do to finally beat the Baltimore Ravens, right? When, right. Now, when do we get to see the reason the Browns gave up six draft picks and gave you $230 million fully guaranteed? When do we get to see elite Deshaun Watson? Because let's be honest about it, Andy. We've yet to see it. We got a taste of it against Tennessee, right? I think it was 289, right. couple of TDs, ran it a couple times, looked really, really good in that game. Would have thrown for three bills, but he got taken out. Uh, now the story was he got taken out because they were kicking the you know what out of him. Sure. And, uh, so they just decided let's uh, let's get him off the field. But coincidentally, he got the final six minutes of that game off. Same game that he uh, actually suffered that shoulder injury. Now he was able to get the the final five six minutes off against Arizona too. At least this time, hey, what do you know? Not injury related. Absolutely not. You just you know no need to leave him out there when the game has already been decided. So I think that was a smart move by Kevin Stefanski. But yeah, at some point now, I think the question, and I guess I'll ask you, like when is it reasonable to expect elite Deshaun to arrive? Is it this weekend in Baltimore? Does he need, do do you think he's going to deal with this now for the rest of the year? We got to wait till next year. Like when do you uh, think that we got to start seeing, uh, you know, uh, a top, tier caliber uh quarterback performance from him it's done it's over it's got to be this week i mean you're talking about the difference between being three games back on first place and what being a half game back right i mean that's that's where i I mean this is this is why you hired him this week you hired him for this week you hired him for next week obviously you hired him for every week but you when you have the chance to play a team for a second time this year and you didn't have the chance to go on the field in that game. You've got a chance to show everybody why you are an elite quarterback, why the Browns spent their money on you, why they gave up draft picks on you, why you feel like you were worthy of every penny that you got. And you said, all right, I'm coming to Cleveland. This is what we want to do. And we want to win. This is where elite quarterbacks stand out. They go into the face and put their head right into the lion's mouth and they walk away the victor. You have to believe that this is the week that you have to have everything out of Deshaun Watson. He's got to take care of the football, make smart plays, and figure out a way to get around the Ravens' defense. That's all there is to it. 
This week is the week why you brought him in. You're in a great position towards the playoffs. All four AFC North would be in the playoffs. So the playoffs started right now. So, you know, uh, not to uh, steal a Star Wars line, fulfill your destiny. Fulfill your destiny and start it this week. You can change a lot of people that have been criticizing you for the last three years. You can shut them up this weekend, and it's all right there in front of you. Yeah, because he's going to be juxtaposed against uh, Lamar Jackson, right? And and Lamar is amid another MVP caliber season for Baltimore. Uh, and and look, the, I, I picked the Ravens to win this division during training camp. And, um, and I said, as long as they stay healthy, I think that they they got the best roster, uh, in the division. And, um, I had questions about Cincinnati coming into the year. I felt the Browns had the second best roster on paper in the division. And as this, like this thing's playing out exactly how I thought it would be. And that this, this division was going to be a dogfight. uh, that all, every team in this division was going to be competitive and going to be in contention. And it was going to come down to the final weeks. And right now, it it's kind of setting up that way. But if the Browns lose on Sunday in Baltimore, I think it knocks them out of contention for the AFC North. I, I think that they are that the divisionless title streak will continue uh, for the Browns yet another year. Remember, they haven't won a division since 1989, when there was the old AFC Central, right? The highest that they have finished is second place, and I think they've done it once or twice since 1999. Every other year, and that it, look, the year they made the playoffs, Andy, people forget they, 11 and five. They finished in third place that year, despite winning 11 games. That's how good this division, you know, is right. So there's a chance that this team could win 10, 11 games, and they still finish back in third place again. Um, I do not feel like the Browns are going to finish in last place. I still believe it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. But those sons of guns won't go away. Like, they just will not die. No matter how much I wish for them to die, no matter how much I pick them to die, they just keep rising from the dead. They will not stay down. They don't take the eight count. Or ten, what is it in boxing? Eight count? Ten count? Ten count. Ten standing, count? Standing eight count. Standing eight. standing eight. They won't take the standing eight, and they won't stay on the mat for the, the ten. Like they just, it, it blows my mind. Uh, but um, th- this division is living up to the hype. And as you mentioned, like if the playoffs started today, uh, everybody's in. Um, and uh, when we come back, I'll break down where where every where everyone is and who they would play if. The playoffs were to start today. That plus more on the injury front. It's all coming up on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.